Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most American podcast network. Hey, what's Pac-Man, everybody? Welcome to the Cynical Cartoons Podcast, where today I watched The Bots Master from 1993 with Ralph Adonasia. Ralph uses he-him pronouns, and he's on the new season of Buddy vs. Duff, which premieres on March 15th on the Food Network, so go check that out if you're interested in cakes and bake-offs and all that good stuff. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at StopTweetingMia. Thank you for listening to the Cynical Cartoons podcast for another week. And as always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm here if you need to talk. I'm Zid Zoolander. ZZ for short. You know I fight the corp. I'm the boss master. Listen up, you all. You're the boys brigade. When it's laser time, put on the 3D shade. Laser time, boys. What was your favorite giant fighting robot show when you were a kid? Uh. <sighs> Robots were not really my thing. I liked mutants. Like specifically the X-Men or like like Toxic Avengers? Yeah, X-Men, Toxic Crusaders. Uh, really, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was my number one. Oh, yeah, sure. But anything with weird creatures, I was always way more into than stuff with robots. I mean, TMNT is really great because TMNT had like a thousand ripoffs of it. Like throughout the the late 80s and mid 90s. Oh, yeah, all the way through the 90s. Like it was the yeah. Turtles that you had like... Street Sharks, Biker, Mice from Mars, Battletoads. Road Rovers. Snailians. Snailians. I feel like even SWAT Cats is almost in there, although SWAT Cats feels like it comes from something a little later. Okay, wait, what is Snailians? Because I've never heard of that one. (laughs) They were uh, Snailians, Supersonic Shell Fighters. Uh Uh-huh. I think I've just told you everything I remember about Snailians. Yeah, I'm looking it up now. These guys are pretty sick. Was there an animated show or was it just toys? Ooh. That's a great question. One for which I had an answer. <laughs> yeah, I watched Road Rovers a couple weeks ago, and I kind of expected it to be more derivative of TMNT, and it really wasn't. Woof. But I don't know. That That's always been such a funny subset of cartoons for me, because it's always either like, okay, so you took a bunch of animals and you gave them human characteristics, which is fine, or they go like the Street star- Sharks route, where they're like, yeah, we took all these human teenagers and we fucked them up. <laughs> They are so okay with being turned into sharks. They love by the it. Way. They love being sharks. <laughs> and they hate pizza. Mm-hmm. What, really? I've only seen a few yes. episodes of that show. I don't remember that. They, they specifically hated pizza because they had to distance themselves as a cartoon from Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> that's really beautiful. And they don't live in the sewers. They live on top of a building. No, that's gargoyles. Never mind. 
Gargoyles was really good there. Yeah. Um, the thing, too, with Street Sharks is that the villain, whose name is maybe Dr. Psycho or something like that. He was like a, a lobster man, maybe? It, he was in like a big robot suit and just had like a dude head in there. Mm-hmm. But, and my memory of this, my memory, my memory of this is probably really faulty, but I remember him looking just like the villain of the Free Willy cartoon. Which I've also never heard of. You're really, you're really bringing it in this episode. I am am a deep wealth of useless 80s and 90s cartoons. I mean, I have like a long list of like 200 different, like terrible things I could watch any week on the show. I've never heard of the Free Willy cartoon. Oh, God. So it was uh, the kid Jesse, Uh I think is his name, winds up working at like an oceanographic research institute. And it's there that he discovers he has this like ancient Native American power to talk to sea life. Oh, that's beautiful. There's like an old uh, the, the old Native American man who's in the movie reprises. He's in the show, too. And there's like a dolphin named Darwin who's really smart or Einstein. It's either Einstein or Darwin. Mm-hmm. And there's Willie and the, maybe there was a seal. But also the businessman either from the movie or someone loosely based on him. Right. Is the villain of this show. His name's Rockland Stone. But he's also secretly the evil cyborg eco-terrorist known as the machine. So, you know. Just like Free Willy. Yeah. I feel like a lot of those uh, like 80s and 90s cartoons had like an environmental message eventually because like the government said, you know, you guys have to do like a PSA episode. And then you've got like Captain Planet and apparently this show where the entire thing is just like environmental every episode. Yeah. Which seems like it would grow old for a while. Like how how often can you clean up the ocean from like toxic waste that's green and glowing? But probably every episode and it probably didn't last that long. Uh, see, here's the thing. All that messaging that they tried to do back then didn't amount to much because the planet is on fucking fire. Yeah. Well, that's not really the consumer's fault. It was the people making the cartoons that were destroying the planet anyway. Yeah, that's an excellent point. So this show, this Botsmaster, I have only the vaguest memory of it existing. And I feel like I remember all of the shows from back then. Mm-hmm. But... um I remember Dr. Hiss really vividly. Mm, yes, the the cyborg man. Yeah, with the like, you know, dentist suction tubes in his mouth, presumably to stop him drooling uncontrollably at all times. Beautiful. A beautiful, beautiful man. Um, I mean, this this show has a lot about it that's very memorable. It's the giant fighting robot cartoon with the most rapping, I think that I can say comfortably. Oh, that backing track never stops playing for the entire episode. No, it's also the the opening and the closing theme of the episode is just every single character coming out and introducing themselves, and they play it two or three times per episode. And that, but no, I mean, like, not two or three times. Like, the that beat from that opening theme played throughout the whole episode until the end of the final battle when finally there was a different piece of music. Well, yeah, I, I guess that one thing you can really say about the Botsmaster cartoon is that it's very, it's caustic for sure. It's hard to listen to. It's pretty good looking, like as far as like shitty 90s cartoons goes. But like this one is really, really noxious to listen to. Um, yeah, it's like it's like it was directed by Robert Altman. Like people are just talking over each other constantly. 
Yeah, and, like, you can tell that they're trying to tell jokes. Like, he goes home to his little, like, underground lair, and all the robots there are supposed to be, like, comic relief, but you're like, none of them... I can't really even digest what you're saying because you just keep talking at me. No, it was just a wall of sound that I, I, I was you're constantly running into. And you're right. There are a lot of things that are, like, joke-adjacent, but none of them ever land or pay off or are worth it right or things that just like aren't even a joke but they're kind of a catchphrase but they're also not really a catchphrase like all of his robot heads no they're just delivered like jokes right and they say them in every episode as if they were jokes and it's like okay i guess that like if i had watched this all the time as a kid uh, that joke would be nostalgic to me so i think it was funny but it's not it's not very funny So I'm, I'm going to uh, be very transparent here. I told you this before we started recording, but I only slept for about an hour and a half last night. So I'm a little loopy, but I was watching that and all those heads on the shelf. The pink heart shaped one with the skeleton teeth. Uh-huh. I remember thinking distinctly, well, that thing just eats penises. <laughs> when I don't I even it. know how to Google this to bring up a picture of it. So I'm just going to back you up on this. It definitely does. Do you think you think that it was made for that? You didn't think it was designed as like a blowjob fellatio bot? No, 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 not in a pleasurable way. Like <laughs> it just devours human penises literally. Yeah, as fuel or, or yeah, as food. Like it's a good thing it doesn't have a body. Oh my god. <laughs> it probably tells you that it's really good to put your penis in its mouth too. It's like, no, I was made for pleasure. And you're like, well, okay. And then it bites that thing off. I mean, I would be shocked if Ziv Zoolander, the the lead character teenager of the show, didn't have a sex bot in his lab. Like, yeah, this motherfucker is so horny. I don't know if there was any of that in the first episode. I watched like three or four of these. It's inconceivable that a teenager who invented robots, (laughs) which is the first thing we learn about him. He's like, I invented the three A's, which is what these robots are called. There's no way he didn't make one to fuck. Yeah, so so to get into the plot of this show a little bit, Ziv Zoolander is our lead character. This was made six years before the film Zoolander, by the way. So that's kind of incredible. Common name. Yeah, right. It's spelled with a U. Um, Where? On, on IMDb. Yeah, it's not spelled in the show. That'd be really incredible, though, if he like had that in his rap at the beginning. He's like, I'm Ziv Zoolander. It's Z-U-L-A-N-D-A-R. Ziv Zoolander created the three A's, all of these like super high tech robots. I guess Ziv is supposed to be like 16, right? Or is he in his 20s? Every cartoon character in the 90s was 16. Yeah, I guess it's just a little bit up in the air because he has like a romantic attachment to Lady Frenzy, who seems like a 35 year old woman. Right? She wants to bone him oh they want to bone each other it's basically the plot of every episode is them like tricking each other by seducing each other i'm gonna be perfectly candid i kind of want to bone lady frenzy yeah she's got like a nice like gray delisle thing going on i could see like falling in love with her as a kid and being like oh my god i'm gonna make fan art of this someday too sexy a character But that's what you need, though. You know, if you're making a 90s cartoon and you don't have like a sexy arch hench person for the main villain, then you're fucking up. Yeah. And I mean, this show is all tropes, you know, like it's it's that it's you know, like the the there are two henchmen. One of them's a woman who's competent. The other one's a disfigured creature of some kind. 
there's the like tough mouthy little sister oh there's yeah. all the various stereotype uh you know comic relief characters there's the bland white hero mm-hmm. somehow i feel like lady frenzy is a little bit less boring than a lot of the like stock female hench people in these kinds of shows but i don't really have a reason to back that up maybe her design is just like better than all those other ones but she seems like she'd be more memorable than them maybe it's just because she's driven by the desire to bone that 16 year old it, it certainly he has to be in his 20s right like there's no way the show would have a weird like teacher's pet with the super villain thing if he was a teenager at the time it was the 80s it was this was the 90s this was 1996 i right, think sorry <laughs> holy cow this show looks older than yeah, that yeah it seems a lot older than that this show looks 10 years older than that it looks like it came out at the same time as gem and the holograms well, Jem was ahead of its time, to be fair. This show came out in 93. This is totally outrageous. It does seem like it's way too late to be like a derivative of Voltron and Transformers and all of those. Like, this is 10 years too late to be the show that it's trying to be. Yeah. So Ziv created all of these robots and his his idea and his invention were taken over by LLP. Was that his name? I don't remember the villain. Yep. The, the most threatening villain name Right, because what is his his normal name? It's like Lance or something like that. It's like Lionel Lance. Ugh. I mean, he's just a Lex Luthor archetype all the way down to like the running for president shit. Like, yeah, I mean, LLP could stand for Lex Luthor poser. He just wants to be like ruler of the world. And I guess president of the world is like a thing in this show. The The show is set in like an indescribable future, sort of. The only thing they really tell us is that it's after 2017. It's also set in Mega City, like RoboCop. Wasn't that New Detroit or was that or there are two cities in RoboCop? No, wait, where's Mega City one? What's Mega that City from? one is Judge Dredd, I think. That's what I said. Why do I know Judge that? Dredd. Nope, that's what I said. I don't know why you thought I said RoboCop. Uh, don't test me on my RoboCop knowledge. I know this shit. Old Robert Cop himself. It does look very much like RoboCop. I also had that written down, but I didn't really have a take, so I didn't say anything about it. Uh, the whitewashing and appropriation that goes on here, where like this is clearly a very rap-centric show. So, of yeah. course, brunette white teen yeah, I mean, there's that. And also, I think that it's mostly like a white voice cast. And it's a lot of people like doing black guy voices. And it's really hard to tell from IMDb. I, I wanted to look into that because I, I was sitting there going like, these are meant to be ethnic voices. But it sounds like it's white dudes doing it. Right. Yeah. And it's hard because like you go to you go to IMDb and all of the profiles don't have pictures on them because these people probably only worked on this show and nothing else do we know why dr hiss looks like that why he has the one big eye and the robot leg possibly an exposed heart what is going on with his chest uh like maybe he had like a fucked up face and he was like maybe i'll just lean into this like i'll just give myself <laughs> crazy robot enhancements so that people don't mention how fucked up my face is i mean the animation in the show isn't terrible. Like last week on um, on Cynical Cartoons, we watched uh, the Bionic 6, and that show's just like fucking just miserable to look at. So this one is 
a pretty big step up from that. Like the, it's very colorful. That's the one that has that, or there's a big dopey mechanic character. Yeah, that's right. The the main crew has a a robot gorilla named Fluffy. No, 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 no. There's a guy. He's like a sort of a mechanic looking guy. Like he's got coveralls or something and a ball cap and a big chin and he's real dumb looking. Yeah, there was there was that guy. I don't think that he was he had any robot attachments to him though. No, I didn't say any robot. Att- he just sort of looked like he was a mechanic, not that he was mechanical. Oh, like he was a mechanic. Yes, that that does happen in, in Bionic 6. That show's pretty unnotable, though. I kind of just don't want to think about it again. <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, if it if it had occurred to me for even a second that we could pick a cartoon to watch, I had some... What was that? What were you thinking? I mean, there there are a bunch. Have you done Denver the Last Dinosaur yet? I have not done Denver the Last Dinosaur. <laughs> we're going to have to revisit that. Denver the Last Dinosaur. I'm looking it up. Um, He's my friend and a whole lot more. <laughs> I've never even seen this one. I've I've scoured the internet for shit like this. He plays a guitar. This is beautiful. He's very cool. I love him. This show does something that I haven't actually seen all that much in like TV animation, which is that in the middle of every single episode, the main characters say to each other or to the audience, it's, it's laser, laser time. time. Yeah. And you got to put on your 3D shades. Yeah. Our version that we watched on YouTube didn't have the 3D component. And I really wish that it did, because that seems like it would have been a lot of fun. I'm OK with it. Uh, leaving that out. Genesis, by the way, what the hell is that character? Genesis is which? Okay, so they're all robot sounding, so it's hard to remember which one is which. Which one is Genesis? Is that the one that always gives you dictionary definitions of things? Uh, it has like tubes for eyes and a frightening mouth. It's like white and yellow and blue. Here he is. Okay, Genesis is. He's got sort of a Wally aspect to him. Um, he looks like a washing machine with an MST3K robot attached to the top of it. Why does he exist? I mean, I guess that when you're 16 and you're designing robots... You want to make one of them look like full-on nightmares? Uh-huh. I'm trying to figure out what what ZZ's origins are. Like, how did he learn how to do all of this on his own? Um... Why did he make so many robots when he seems to be purely fed up with all of them all the time? Where are these people's parents? Like, how did this situation happen in general? I don't know. I kind of like the one with the television for a head. Which one was that? What's his name? Um, He's the one that gives off the dictionary definitions for everything. 
Yeah, possibly. I don't remember any of the names beyond Genesis. I couldn't figure out why that was his name. There's a little nerdy one who has like a computer monitor for a head. Yeah, his name's like Data or something like that. Denerd. Sure, why would anything be imaginative? He's really obnoxious. He's really obnoxious because he only has one gimmick that he does in every episode, basically, where like he'll hear a word that's a synonym and he'll give you the dictionary definition for it. Yeah, but it's the wrong word. Yeah, and which is useless, but it's like, well, ZZ isn't allowed to be annoyed by that because he's the one that fucking made the robot. Like, if he's able to make robots that are out there servicing the world as cops right now, then why did he create this little shithead that's completely <laughs> incapable like, and also obnoxious? Come on, the nerd. In order to play baseball, we're going to need a bat. And he'll be like, ah, yes, bats, small flighted mammals use the echolocation to feed on bugs. Right. Fuck you. I feel like ZZ has that relationship with all the robots where he's like so fed up with them all the time. But it's like you made them to be that way. So I don't know. ZZ is not a very likable protagonist. Honestly, the younger sister would have been a better hero for the show. She's the classic like sidekick hacker trope in the body of a 10 year old. And it's like, that's actually kind of fun. Like she's obnoxious and precocious but not in a way that made me hate her as an audience member she's got a nice like 90s style she's a lot more interesting than ziv for sure who is as bland as they come yeah Ziv he is sucks. room temperature white bread he sucks and i'm glad that his last name is zoander because at least like i could laugh every time they said his name like the villains in the show love to scream at him and be like zoander i'll get you next time and you're like Wow, this is good. This is a good cartoon. <laughs> so basically, yeah, Ziv created all of these robots that then LLP took over his designs and, and mass produced them so that he could be president of the world or whatever. And LLP is is sending out a hard-coded update to all of these robots where he's like, you have to put the disc in your robot and then it's going to control you and make you a slave. The Krang chip. And it's like people around the world are like, okay, I guess that's fine. It's just funny to think about robots in the day before the World Wide Web was a thing that everybody had access to. That the show can't conceive 50 years in the future that you would get updates wirelessly on your robot. Do they ever explain why it's called a Krang chip? No, I assume that that's just a reference to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles character. Right, because that's just the the brain in the stomach of that android body. Uh-huh. So the list of robots, first of all, boys, B-O-Y-Z-Z, uh-huh. is brain-operated young zygotopic zoids. Oh, no. Are they all, do they all have acronyms? Well, that's the whole group of them. So his his robots that he made, the ones that we follow, who are all annoying. Yeah, that's right. Brain operated young zygotopic zoids. Young. It kind of just seemed like he young. wanted the acronym to be boys. Yeah. He also says in like his first line about them, he's like, they're all young and they have an excess of personality. And they're like, how are we defining young for robots here? Presumably, they'd be the oldest robots, right? Because they were created by the the creator of modern robotics, Ziv Zoolander. Fuck me, I don't know. So in this episode, Ziv is like recording a message that he's going to send out to the world that basically tells everybody that LLP is evil and is going to take over 
all of their robots. I don't really know how he's not able to send that message by the end of the episode. Like, I understand that LLP controls all the media and controls every office in the land. And I understand that the internet doesn't exist, but wouldn't Ziv have the ability to get that message out to the people somehow? Like, even literally just, like, standing on the street handing out flyers that are like, hey, this guy's evil, can't you guys see that the president of the world is evil, would probably accomplish more than he's accomplishing on his own. Make a bunch of drones with speakers on them and fly him out there. Yeah, but instead he's just, like, constantly, like, labeled as a terrorist, and it's one of those things where the show is like, uh, he never does anything wrong, but, like, as the episodes go on, you see that Ziv is is pretty irresponsible, generally. In the second episode of the show, he like goes out and he destroys a factory that's making all the evil robots. As he's doing it, he like sort of seems like he's about to do like a check to make sure there's not any innocent people inside. And the villains show up and he's like, uh, just blow it up anyway. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes he seems to care about human life, but not really enough that he'll actually do a check before he does a terrorist act on this mechanics factory. Yeah, there's a real good chance that not much thought was put into this. There's like slightly more world building put into this show than there is in like Disney Pixar cars. But yeah. only just barely anymore. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like they're like, OK, it's 70 years in the future, however long in the future it is. The only technological advances that we have are all these robots that were just created in the last 10 years by this teenager. Yeah, it's robots and sweet 90s fashion. The The fight scenes in this show are pretty crazy. Like when all of Ziv's friends show up to save him at the beginning of the episode or they're like breaking into the factory or whatever it is they're trying to do. They all have guns on their arms, but instead they like do shit like picking up a giant globe and like throwing it at people like a bowling ball just because I guess that they get like extra points for style or something. Yeah, I mean, you know, like a lot of these cartoons at this time, the, those characters had weapons and they just never really used them. Yeah. And maybe that's like a like a parents group kind of thing. They're like, OK, well, we'll give him a gun on his arm in case he needs it, but he'll never blow anything up. Right, with that would it. be too violent. Yeah. Can we just talk about the sheer number of friggin boys that there are in this show? Yeah, there's too many boys, honestly. Like, it's impossible to know all of their names and all of their personalities because they blend together so much. And each of them is a boys, by the way. Yeah. So boys is the singular and plural because like I'm reading the the, the entry about this thing on Wikipedia here and like when it gets to, you know, like there's different groups of there's the street boys, the sports boys, the science boys. Right. And then there's other boys standalone, but these robots aren't grouped like that. It's so like, but each of them is, you know, like cook, the cooking boys, mm-hmm. ninjas, the ninja boys, kitty, the child boys. Designed possibly to serve as a playmate for Blitzy, Kitty behaves like a young boy, but does help out on missions occasionally. Kitty behaves much like a younger sibling and tends to annoy Blitzy from time to time. Yeah, that seems like a bad decision to make that in general. It's like an artificial intelligence sort of thing like why would you make something that will eternally have the cognizance functions of a six-year-old i don't know this is hard to parse out mom's the mother boys she was only present for one episode when gen six felt zz and blitz needed a mother 
destroyed during a suicide run to save everyone else. Oh, no. God. <laughs> that's that's a good point, though, that they make there. Like, I wonder if they get into in the show the parentlessness of these two kids. I get that ZZ is supposed to be Blitzy's guardian. Maybe. They're just, like, living in an underground bunker because they're sort of terrorists on the run from the law. But, like, in the first episode, when he tries to break into this factory and the bad guys stop him... The bad guys are like, oh, we know the first thing he's going to do is go find his sister at school. And then like five minutes later, he remembers that his sister exists and then he has to go save her. So it kind of seems like being a parent to his sister is not a high priority for this kid. I so this I know we I only watched the first episode. It doesn't do a great job of setting up the anything. That's fair. So so when we get into some of these questions about what's going on, I am ill-equipped. <laughs> well, I guess that's the thing, is that on Cynical Cartoons, when I, when I ask these hypotheticals, there's not really an answer to any of them. Like, maybe if you watched every episode, you would figure out what happened to their parents, but it wouldn't be a satisfying answer for sure. I'm just going to throw this out there. ZZ's a clone of LLP who was intended to be like his heir. Mm-hmm. You're throwing that out there as something that that has been researched, or something that you nope, no, nope, just, just this now. is just pure. This is just right, right. If it smells, it's because I pulled it out of my ass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What if uh, LLP was a clone of ZZ though? Okay, he's older than ZZ. Well, yeah, but like, haven't you seen the Attack of the Clones? You know, like you age a clone rapidly. No, this has no this has no bearing. In fact, anyway, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, like we don't have to. I guess that's like he could be an older clone. That's fine. Well, then I've got absolutely nothing for you. (laughs) The brain operated part of the acronym boys throws me off a bit. Yeah, I guess that that's because they want to make some distinction between like the mindless drones that they're fighting against. And yeah, so do they have their own brains? Is that what that means? Yeah, it means that they all have their own sentience beyond like. I'm here to serve this billionaire. Okay. And then the next question becomes, what does zygotopic mean? Um, hmm, zygote is definitely a word that I heard in like biology 101. Yeah. A zygote is, is like a, 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 a an immature. No, a diploid cell resulting from the fusion of two haploid gametes, a fertilized ovum. I'm glad I looked right. that up. When an egg and a sperm come together, they create a zygote. Uh-huh. So, but this is not spelled that way. Oh, okay. I was about to say, did he create the robots by coming in another robot? Doesn't seem like it. No, because he would have had to make that sex robot we were talking about, and he didn't. Yeah. Well, I'm done asking about that acronym. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about here? I don't even know. I don't have anything else about this show at all. I mean, the ninja bot they they introduce in episode two is pretty cool. (laughs) That's about, oh, 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 oh. Episode two, ZZ has the brilliant plan of creating spyware. Okay. Basically, he, he has a disc. Again, it's all discs. There's no way that you can actually upload anything digitally or, or wirelessly to somebody else's technology. So he has his robots break into Lady Chaos or whatever the fuck her name is, Lady Frenzy's office, and put this disc in his com- in her computer so that he can like spy on her NSA style. And then it just like smash cuts to him watching her creepily like applying makeup. 
without her knowing that he's huh. watching her. <laughs> yeah, I guess that he installed it like supposedly so that he could get like information on what the villains were up to. But instead, he just like sits and watches her all day apply makeup and hang out unknowingly in her office. Though that's not problematic. No, it's not good for sure. Um, but it's fine because she likes him. So the show poses that that's OK for him to do. Interesting. I get the feeling that like what what's really going on here is just like a big sort of sexy role playing game between the two of them. And all this other stuff is just set dressing. Yeah, I mean, they definitely seem entangled. And I wonder what that backstory is or if there is anything there at all. Like maybe the show gets into that later on and they're like, yeah, they were like lovers. And he's uh, in his 20s. He's definitely not a teen. He's 16. She's just waiting for him to be like to hit that age of consent, (laughs) which in the future is 23. So it's going to be a while. Woof. He's worth waiting for. He he created robots. He's he's a great guy. Zivzoolander. That's all I have for the bots master. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Ralph, for joining me on this episode. Thanks for dragging me into this, Mia. (laughs) At least it was free on YouTube. You didn't have to rent it on iTunes or anything like that. It's it's small mercies on cynical cartoons. There's like a full hour of my life between watching that and talking about it. Uh It's just gone now. So you came on the show today to uh, talk about your show is premiering this week, Buddy versus Duff. What day? No, is that no, 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 no. I'm, no, I'm not done here yet. Oh, no. OK. You know that I'm going to die someday, right? Uh, presumably. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, my life is finite. And when it's over, my consciousness will be gone from the universe forever. And I'll never remember that I was alive because I'll be dead. Uh huh. So you've wasted an hour of that precious beautiful rare shining gift that i was given listen you you talked about shitty 80s cartoons before we started the show quite a bit like you know all of this shit you've wasted a lot of your life on this stuff already that's not my fault oh my god i don't want you to put that on me and i'm like hitting the middle of my life too i've wasted a lot of time mia thanks for thanks for pointing that out All those years wasted on the the fucking flipper Free Willy cartoon. God, that Free Willy cartoon, man. Dear Lord. Buddy versus Duff. What day does that premiere? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm on a new show. I'm on the second season of a TV show. It's a food competition. It's pretty cool. Is it is it also cake based or do you guys make a lot? Oh, of it's shit? all cake based. We're okay. making uh, eight outrageous cakes that we're competing with uh, the guy from Ace of Cakes, which was like cake boss but before craziest cake you guys ever made on cake boss uh i I couldn't tell you what the craziest one we made on cake boss was because we did that for 10 years so it's kind of hard to remember all of them we had more episodes than mash and a, a bigger legacy too i don't know about that the the cake boss premiere was the most watched tv show of all time right i don't think that that's true oh well let's let's pretend like it's true it was one of the watched TV shows of all time. I don't know. We made some of my favorite cakes that I've ever done, but one of them is a nearly life-sized ankylosaur, and we got to deliver that to the Museum of Natural History, and that's pretty fucking cool. And you are on Twitter at CakeBossRalph. That's right. Twitter and Instagram at CakeBossRalph. Check me out on Buddy vs. Duff on Food Network starting March 15th. And I'm on Twitter at StopTweetingMia. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Cynical Cartoons podcast for another week. And as always... 
I'm your host, Mia Do people Marchant. listen to this? Yeah, people listen to this. I would have tried harder if I knew. <laughs> and I'm here if you need to talk. Laser time, boys! Now the show you know in 3D is so real, you can touch it. The evil Dr. Hiss has got a plan. But 3D action's gonna save the land. He wants to rule the world with his evil bots. But Zizi and the boys say, we think not! Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.